Ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Do. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is a man who the ghost of Christmas future was scared to confront, Mr. Drew Celestino. I don't know, man. I mean, I've seen Scrooge. He's, he's terrifying. <laughs> TV face and stuff. That was that was a horrifying visage as a child. That was probably to this day probably the most terrifying ghost of Christmas future. Say save for, you know, Pete and Mickey's Christmas Carol. Mm. I'm not familiar with that one. He's the kind of the one that looks like a fat goofy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think I think Scrooge is the scarier. Definitely. Much cooler. Definitely. The TV face is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. TV face, precursor to uh, Prince Robot. <gasps> you might be right. Yeah. Someone tweet Brian K. Vaughn. <laughs> then again, he doesn't have time for us anymore. He, he, he has all the money now. He's got his big legendary deal, which is cool. Do you he know how much it? that deal's worth? No, how much? Eight figures. Nice. <laughs> Good on you, Brian K. Good on you. He's not hurting. <laughs> All right. Here we are back again, sir. Let's get to our opening statements. How's your week been? Oh, uh, it has been a week. So I'm on a new sleeping schedule. Okay. Not a fan. No. No. So uh, time flies, sir. Yep. And um, as the old cliche goes, where does the time go? <laughs> so Jen's leave is up. So she's back to work. Which means uh, she has to wake up early to go to work early, which means I have to wake up early to help her get ready for work. In so, other words, taking care of the boy early. How much earlier are we talking here? Uh, it's an extra hour earlier than I was waking up, so I'm not waking up at 5.30 in the morning. Ew. We both are. Um, that sucks. It It's tough. I'm going to bed at 10 o'clock. I feel like I'm, I'm back in grade school. <laughs> you will get used to it. I don't like you it, will, In that you will learn to adjust, make adjustments so that one of you, if not both, that you can get some more sleep. Take some time. We'll see. Once You got you to do it the hard way first, and then you, you like anything else, you find a system we'll, that we'll, works. We'll adapt, hopefully. But um, yeah, so I'm a little sleepier. But uh, other than that, um, it's been a week or two now of... Uh, Pretty strict dieting patterns and uh, DDP yoga on the regular. So feeling pretty good about that. It's been really hard to be dieting during the holidays. But again, I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the show, but I figure if I can get through the holidays, then the rest of the year yes. is Take smooth walk. sailing. So at least till you get to summertime. Yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I mean, once you get into maintenance, when once once you get over the the hump, as it were. You, it it kind of takes care of itself. That powder sugar gingerbread <laughs> hump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's all mental. Like once you kind of just you know get over craving things, I guess. Like yeah. it, it all kind of it goes okay. But still, again, the holidays are tough because I mean I got cookies. There's there's billions there's of cookies up there, dude. Billions. I've had I haven't I mean, had a single one. You have to you have to remember. There's your perspective of having a lot of cookies accessible, and then there's my perspective. Well, yeah, having, Mama Duty yeah. goes buck wild. Mama Duty made over four thousand cookies Good this Lord. year. So uh, anyway, I'm cruising on that. Um, Friday we played a couple games in honor of uh, Jen's birthday. I believe she won one of them or both. I think she won both. Oh my God. Yeah, she did because we remember lanterns. We recounted a couple times. Yes. Yeah. I was like, Wait a second. 
Yeah, so, well, yeah. We played uh, Kittens and Blenders, Lanterns. I think that was it. Yeah, then we watched, then Jen went she, off to bed and we watched uh, episode of MST3K. Yes, sir. Uh, one to go. One to go for the season. Roll tear when it's over. I enjoy having it back in my life. Have you been reading the comics? I have them. I have not read them yet. As but so many other comics. You're not kidding, dude. I, <laughs> yeah. I, hey, man, I'm, you know, life finds a way yep. and whatnot. Uh, Saturday was uh, a good time. So if you look behind you, you'll see that uh, one door is in. Door. Door. Oh, what a chore to install that door. <laughs> uh, yeah, Were you me, passed out on the floor? Me, me and the old man put that in. and um, Did you feel washed ashore? Us working together is uh, often stressful. <laughs> mm. my, dad can, my dad can do anything, but doing it with him can be... Uh, Tempers can flare, yeah. <laughs> when things don't go like swimmingly, mm. so you know it, it's it's an adventure. Um, we have two more to go, and I'm afraid that the laundry door is going to. It, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's going to be tricky because it's so low, unfortunately. So that might have to be a custom job. I'm going to investigate further at Home Depot, so we'll see. Um, Instead of a door, why don't you get one of those, you know, shutter pull things? Um. It's got to. I, I want a door there. That's why. <laughs> it will be a door. I'm just trying to relieve some stress here for you. It's all good. Go. It's all good. Uh, so that happened on Saturday, and uh, in addition to that, um, I had my work Christmas party, which was not bad. Um, I ended up uh, winning a Bluetooth audio speaker setup. I saw that when I came in. Yeah, not nice. too shabby. Not too shabby. So that might be my vinyl setup down here. I haven't decided because it has an aux in, so I could just go out of my player into that and then there you go i don't nice. have to buy a receiver and whatnot but we'll see because i haven't tested it out yet so i got to see if that's going to work out for me or not um our table won 50 amazon gift cards each which cool. was pretty cool for uh a christmas carol contest that i had to partake in that <laughs> was not i was kind of a party pooper so i almost felt bad taking that 50 dollars. but at the same time <laughs> hey man i helped <laughs> i helped what uh what is your newfound 50 Amazon dollars going towards? I don't know. Probably Christmas something or other, because there's probably people I haven't uh, bought things for yet, and uh, I can get them shipped to me very quickly, mm. seeing as time is a factor. <laughs> yes. So we'll see. I haven't really uh, gone down that rabbit hole just yet. Feels a little disingenuous to spend it on myself right now, but we'll, we'll see. Um, I mean, I do need several things, but... We'll see. Uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You know, it's, I'm, I'm blanking on Sunday. Um, I know I mostly took it easy. Uh, I know I spent some time down here working on some music. And, uh, man, I think that's about it. I I feel like I'm forgetting something, but that's, that's all that's coming to mind. Um... Monday, yesterday, yeah. was back to work, and uh, more crushing episodes of uh, Big Mouth on Netflix. It's hilarious, um, to a ridiculous degree. And uh, did a little... Uh, <laughs> don't be fooled, kids. WWE swears that uh, it's an all-new Monday Night Raw. and all, all new, They're going to change. Are they're they gonna, rebooting? 
They they claimed that they they know it hasn't been good lately. They came out on television. Vince McMahon himself came down from on high and put himself on TV. He looks old. Okay, is he not on TV as much anymore? Not at all anymore. Oh. So he, when he does show up, it's it tends to be like, a, well, better see what Vince has to say because you know important and whatnot. Yeah. Number one, Vince looks old. He's seventy three. He looks eighty three, and it's it's kind of sad. Well, I mean that's not like. Are we talking? Picture Vince in your mind. Are, are we talking like now? Add twenty years. Frank Miller looking in rough shape. Kinda. It's really. Like, I mean, he's still he's still big, but he's he because Frank's de- in his sixties. He looks like he's in his nineties. Vince looks decrepit. He's starting to look ancient, and he sounds ancient. Um, and they came out on the show, and they swore that they they knew that they knew the show has been bad lately. Like it was like. You don't admit on television that you suck. You you, you fix Just it fix behind it. the scenes. They come out and they, you know, we watched this in like 15 minutes, by the way, because we had, to, you know, there's a lot of reasons why we tuned in. And but mostly because there's been a lot of speculation, a lot of guesses about what they were going to do. Maybe, hey, maybe they were going to actively do something to fix the show. Maybe there's been a big swerve. And since the Young Bucks and Cody's contracts are up in ROH, maybe the big swerve is we're bringing them in. Because even though, you know, we know they're not actually going there. Hey, money talks, and for all we know, Vince opened up the Brinks truck. We yeah. don't know. No, none of that. <laughs> they 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 promised the world that they're going to change the show, and it's going to be an all-new Monday Night Raw. And that was in the first 30 minutes of the show, and the next two and a half hours were the exact same Monday Night Raw. Alrighty. <laughs> so, so don't believe them. We are just weeks away from Wrestle Kingdom, Carl, and I could not be more thrilled. Woo! I'm so excited. It's going to be great. Every single match on that card is stacked January 4th is basically Christmas part two for me. Nice. I implore you to, uh, if you're coming to watch the event, try to avoid spoilers on the internet that day. Because bear in mind, this happens in Japan, which is 13 hours ahead of us. Gotcha. So, yeah, the internet's going to be kind of a minefield that day. I tend to unplug until the Mm. event. So Cool. Yes. That... Catches us up on my week. How was your week? Uh, my week, probably everything, it's been fairly busy. Everything kind of got kicked off uh, Thursday. Thursday, yes. Thursday, Thursday. Um, actually, no, it didn't because Thursday night is normally X Wing night. I could not attend this week because. Um, Julie had a work function she had to go to, and we're a one-car family, so it was just like, it would have been too much of a hassle and pain in the butt to try to get out there. So Friday, I went in uh, to Iron Buffalo, and the new wave of X-Wing stuff came out. Well, well, well. So First Order and Resistance are now fully in X-Wing. I picked up the uh, two conversion kits. And three uh, resistance A wings, and they're they're lovely little models. Um, that was then came over here for game night. Yes, and then went home Saturday. Uh, Saturday was my birthday. Yes, it was. Uh, so hung out with uh, the wife and the lad in the morning. And then my friend Reese came over for a couple games of X-Wings. Uh, we split one e- one game each. Um, got How the- did you find the new kits? 
fun. Okay. A lot of fun. Um, so then Saturday night, uh, my mother and her husband and Julie's parents and brother and sister and their significant spouses and nieces and nephews came over for a little birthday pizza and wings and mm-hmm. some, some cupcakes and whatnot. I miss pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Um, so yeah, we had that. I received a my own French press coffee maker Ooh. as a present and some coffee and a gift card to Premier Gourmet so I can go get some more coffee. Um, so yeah, that was great. Been making some some coffee with it whatnot. It's oh, so good. Chase oh, that so dragon, good. Carl. <laughs> this is a good dragon to chase, so yes. you're all right. Um, then Saturday night, I can't remember what, if it was the fire department or some organization sent around kind of like a mini parade. Okay, the Santa thing? The yeah, fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. Around yeah, the, yeah. So I came around the neighborhoods. They we do had, that walk too. We had a big donation for them for the, the food pantries and whatnot. That was a lot of fun. William got a kick out of it. Uh, Sunday morning, we went over to a friend's house that we hadn't seen in a while and got together with a couple friends for like a brunch. Mm. Um, I do enjoy a good brunch. Yeah, just a bunch of friends we we hadn't seen in a in a good long while, so it was fun to catch up. Um, then Sunday afternoon, I went back up to Iron Buffalo and played a little bit more X Wing. Uh, then Saturday night, uh, my friend Adam came over and we played a game of City of Iron, which was just great to get that back on the board again. Love that game so much, and yet I'm still learning it. <laughs> Never had the same experience twice with it. Uh, Monday, William, Julie, and I went over to my mother's house, and they wanted to do a big gingerbread house for uh, for William. And you know, we did that and helped out with that. Which brings us to today, um, the here, the, the now. here, the now. Had We're some, at now, now. Had some testing for a possible job at. Uh, company of which many you look confused over. No, sorry, the, the chair placement behind you is different than. Well, I no, I I moved it. That's so what it, yeah. happened. Okay, yeah. sorry, that didn't mean to interrupt you. Yep, uh, had some testing for employment at a company that uh, your wife works at, and frequent show contributor works at. So yep. we'll see. Yep. Uh, see uh, how that went. Because that's going to come up in our email questions. All right. So not to spoil anything. Um, then brought us to tonight when we're here now, and you gave me uh, a birthday present, I sir. I did. Um, you're, for all the talk about my wrath. Yes. Um, you may have just trumped it. Because you know, you're familiar with my addictive nature when it comes to games. Yes. So you got me a Street Fighter uh, card battle game. Yes. Which sounds awesome on the surface, but it's not just a Street Fighter card battle game. It's a Street Fighter collectible card game. Well, see, I just thought that meant that it was a limited edition thing and it itself was collectible. No. Oh. When you hear collectible card games, think magic. I see. Magic is a collectible card game. I, I... I see. So now you've introduced me to something with that type of mechanic with Street Fighter. Yes. I mean, maybe it's all there, though. Uh, true. 
What if they don't release more? Maybe True. that's all there is. I I love you and hate you at the same time. Well, I get that a lot. <laughs> so yeah. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> I, I definitely appreciate it and look forward to playing it. I'm looking up uh, if there's more expansions for this. Oh, I'm I'm sure there is. Why don't you tell the people where they can find it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do that. <laughs> so those are our weeks, dear listeners. If you would like to tell us about your weeks, you can do so at the following locations. You can find us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com and like our page at Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Do Podcast.com. Drew, that being said, we have some emails. All right. We are joined now by hmm. Determining the order, are you? Hmm. We are joined now by the the Smoke and Ermac Ooh. of the Devil's Due. Interesting. They the can't st- be Scorpion and Sub-Zero? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Not even Reptile. Nope. <laughs> All right. Nope. Cool. At least didn't make them rain. Yeah, no one wants to be rain. I don't know. Although it is a clever pun. Yeah, he is purple. He's purple, exactly. Yeah. So, Mr. J. Gelsomino and Mr. Alan Waiters. We will start with Mr. J. Gelsomino. Carl and Drew, did either of you finish the current run of Daredevil by Charles Soule? I hope Carl Soule. said it right away. Charles Soule. Soule. Uh, would you like to, who would you like to see take a stab at Daredevil in the future? Um, I have been unemployed. So you haven't. I have not. Although I will say um, the aforementioned Adam uh Gave me a $30 gift card to Iron Buffalo for my birthday. So okay. instead of using that to buy yet more X-Wing stuff in our board game, I used that to, as much as I could, catch up on some comics. Okay. Um, spoilers. I have not finished the run yet. Yeah. And I know, allegedly, Daredevil dies. So we'll see how that pans allegedly. out. Allegedly. Um, who would I like to see on Daredevil? Ooh. Well, man. we're getting Chip Zdarsky. Chip Zdarsky, who has both of our stamp of approval. Yes. Um... You know, like everybody that, like a lot of my favorite writers have already dabbled in Daredevil. Yeah. Which is, I, honestly, it's probably why they're like some of my favorite writers, because they got to run on Daredevil. Yep. Um, so if I were to start thinking about writers who have not tackled Daredevil yet, um, I would get very quickly to Jason Aaron, who is, one of, who is my favorite author left at Marvel, really. So uh, he hasn't been able to do Daredevil yet. I don't know if he has any interest in it. He's been doing such a great job on Thor and the Avengers uh, recently that, you know, he's got his little corner of the Marvel Universe pinned down. Maybe Daredevil is not his thing. That's fine. Uh, I'd be curious, though, because he's such a great writer. So that he'd be my first go-to. Short of that, um, I don't know that the world is ready for a Grant Morrison Daredevil run. <laughs> I don't know that I'm ready for a Grant Morrison Daredevil run. It might be a little too weird and a little too street for him. Mm. Not quite his forte, per se. So that's off the table, I would say. Um, Brian K. Vaughn could probably tell a cool Daredevil yarn. Yeah. Uh, because even though Saga is obviously fantastic and weird and cosmic, his other work isn't necessarily that way. Why the Last Man was more grounded, even though it had a high, you know, high concept premise, it was still a fairly grounded book. Likewise, um, Ex Machina, which followed at Why the Last Man, was 
again, a little out there concept-wise, but execution-wise was very down-to-earth and, again, grounded. So I think Brian K. Vaughn or... Um, who did I say before that? <laughs> Sorry, I'm half asleep. Um, uh, the Jason Thor. Aaron. Jason, Jason Aaron. Aaron, that's right. Either of those gentlemen, I think, would uh, have a... I, w- I, would, I would like to see their crack at Daredevil. Cool. Um, I was reminded by the comics um, I was able to get with the gift card how much I love Tom King's Batman. Mm. So definitely Tom King would be my first and instant choice. Sure, sure. Kind of want to open these cards now. Knowing what I know about Tom King, I think he would be a good fit, actually, because he would probably make Matt suffer. <laughs> Poor, poor <laughs> but that's what but that's what daredevil does he suffers so you know Ooh, there's more in the box oh so yeah all right carol we have a show to do i know but you know street fighter and <laughs> card stuff you know should i ask carol what's in the box what's in the box yeah. that's it yeah a whole bunch of look at all this stuff in there stuff yeah all right, okay. so well, Jay's, you can't read it. You can't read it on the air, Carl. Jay's next question: Drew, how many more days until Wrestle Kingdom? See, see, see. Jay knows what's going on. We're, we're having this little shindig over here, by the way, for Kingdom. So you know, I'm coming. You're coming. Nate's coming. Jay's coming. It's going to be quite awesome. We're going to have a nice little crowd, and it's going to be tremendous. How many days? Uh, by my count, it is that would be fourteen, 15, sixteen days away from Wrestle Kingdom. Sweet. Get hype. And New Year's Dash is the next day, and arguably New Year's Dash is not bigger than the kingdom, but stuff happens at New Year's Dash, and that sets off the whole year for NJPW. So let's get excited. It's a nice poster. Oh, it's a poster? Uh, it's a gratuitous uh, oh. crotch shot of Cam- of uh, Chun-Li, but, you know, y- you know. Oh, this is a uh, Marvel... This is more SNK style art. Uh, yeah. Marvel. Huh. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel versus style artwork. Um, Carl, how did your testing go that you are actually taking right now four floors before me as I type below me as I type this? Wow. Uh, Well, passed all the tests moving on to the next phase. All right. Now on to Mr. Alan waiters. Happy birthday, Carl. I hope your birthday was wonderful and hope you got everything you wanted minus the wraths. Before I continue in Mr. Waiter's email, I feel it's important that we pause to wish Alan a happy it birthday. It is Alan's birthday. Happy birthday, It Alan. is Alan's birthday today. Um, he's seen many films. He has. I think he saw two today. He saw, he? Well, he saw one yesterday and uh, one today. Okay. So Alan, both relevant to our interests. Hope you're having everything your your heart desires today. Um, wraths will still be incoming. <laughs> of course. Carl and Drew, it's your fair, friendly neighborhood board gamer and blurds. What's a blurred? Black nerd. Oh, okay. It's a term. Okay. Alan embraces it, and uh, yes, he is one. Okay. Uh, blurred's birthday, which we just wished you happy birthday. Stop fishing for. For compliments, Al. <laughs> what sage advice would you give me in terms of turning 36? Go to hell would be the first one that comes to wow. mind. Wow. Um, 
What advice would you give me in terms living happily and finding the wife of my dreams? Oh, Alan. I mean, we're both accomplished in this area. I yeah, but, I mean, I, I I lucked into mine, so you know, just I, I uh, uh, Alan, you be the best you you can be, and don't worry so much about impressing anyone else. They'll find you. Confidence is the biggest, most attractive trait anyone can have, in my opinion. Uh, mail order brides. Okay, Carl had to go there. That's, that's <laughs> no, uh, seriously? That's life advice for all of you, by the way. Rock what you... Be proud of whatever you're into, and don't be ashamed, and <coughs> be the, the, the best person you can be. Embrace uh, positivity and be confident. And that's me saying these things, by the way. Yeah, when are you going to hear your own advice? Um, <laughs> I, 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 I rock all my stuff with pride. You're so rarely positive. That doesn't... Hey, <laughs> I'm positive about the things I like. I'm negative about the things I don't. Are you, though? Yes, absolutely. What am I negative about that I love? I'll think of something. Come on. And if I do hate it, it's because I love it. That I want it to be better. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. All right. Um, Honestly, though, Alan, I would say stop looking for a wife. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that as like in any sort of like mocking way or anything. Just just stop looking and and live your life as best you can right now. That's right. You know, I found Julie when I was not looking at all. Uh, and it's cliche, but it's true. You find the best things in life when you're not looking for them. It's like your car keys. It's not like your card. <laughs> it's always the last place you look, Carl. Yeah, just uh, just of course it is. You know, live live in the service of others. I found is the best way to live. In the yeah. words of serving, serving yourself is just kind of you know you don't really get anywhere with it. Live live to be in the service of others. Uh, live to to make other people's lives better, and I think in doing that you will find uh, the the optimal you that you're seeking. Um, it's tough. I'm trying. I'm trying to say something that is not contradictory to my own faith structure, but I don't know if Alan shares that faith structure, so you know it's difficult. But yeah, don't don't air finger quotes hunt for a wife. Just just be in life, be in the moment, and if it finds you, you know, not it, great. If it if it doesn't find you, live in a manner to which your funeral is standing room only. And take the advice of our wonderful and distinguished first lady. Be best, Alan. Okay, moving on. That's right. <laughs> Carl. With the PlayStation uh, Classic being a flop, oh boy, is it. <laughs> Stacks uh, of them. Do you think it will deter other companies from doing a classic emulator system, even though Nintendo was highly successful? Um, I don't think it will deter other companies. What whether, other companies are there? Whether or not other companies could be successful at it. You know what non-Nintendo system would do really well i feel as a classic 
Dreamcast. <laughs> Here's the problem with that. That was made by Sega. Yeah. And their ventures into the classic console realm have been disastrous. They have been mainly because they've been making stuff that you can sell at Rite Aid and things like that. I'm talking about like making a actual uh, high-class, you know, classic system. The At Games Genesis was supposed to be their answer to the classics, and it, they completely bungled it. Completely bungled it. So a Dreamcast would be a great... It, it, in a, in a pr- <laughs> I'm going to throw this at you. Okay. A Dreamcast, a Dreamcast Classic would be tremendous if it were manufactured and supervised by Nintendo. <laughs> I think uh, there's a level of quality control that the NES and the SNES Classics have that the Sony Classic clearly does not have. Mistakes were made. Nintendo would not make those mistakes. Sega, at games thing, poo-poo, poo-poo, poo-poo. Nintendo wouldn't do that. Yeah, it's, um... But yeah. if they did curate a Dreamcast Classic, yes, that would be a great thing. It would be. But that's not the world we live in, Carl. Some really cool art on these cards. <laughs> I shouldn't have given to these before the show, because now you're just going to be distracted for the rest of the show. Yep. All right. Um, moving on. Moving on. Are they holographic? They are. Not all of them. But okay. The only some special ones are. You can look at them on unlocking right. my phone to bring up. I can multitask. So how about you keep keep on trucking here? I can multitask. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Drew. Yes. With Aquaman seeing a lot of success, mm. does Graham Morrison deserve a lot of credit for making Aquaman? Uh, the I'm gonna paraphrase Adams or Alan's wording because it's a family-friendly show. Go on. Uh, making Aquaman the cool king of the seven seas he is now, or does Zack Snyder deserve it because he casted Jason Momoa as Aquaman? I, I don't think it's... I mean, Grant Morrison did utilize uh, the more edgy incarnation of Aquaman in his Justice, uh, Justice League run. Um, but, you know, that that was so long ago, though. Aquaman's had so many iterations over the, over the years that Grant Morrison's really isn't, you know, specifically one that I would point to and go, that one is the reason why Aquaman is popular. He's had a lot of great writers and a lot of, you know, again, a lot of incarnations that made him what he is. So, though I love Grant Morrison, I can't necessarily credit him with uh, the current Aqua renaissance we're now living in. Uh, I have to actually the Aquasons. I have to actually give this one to Zack Snyder. Uh, the Jason Momoa factor is real, and that's uh, yeah, like not for nothing, man. But that that, that guy has a lot of appeal, not just to uh, well, let's face it, Carl. The ladies like Jason Momoa. I mean, I can't blame them. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, dude, dude. Dude is a good-looking man. There it is. So seems I think, like seems like he would be a fun hang too. I know a guy who knows him, and yes, he is. Who do you know who knows him? A friend of mine is a guitar uh, tech in Los Angeles, and Jason Momoa is in his shop frequently buying guitars, trading guitars, and um, bringing in stuff to get repairs done can, by my friend. Can we get him on the show? Probably. Jason Momoa or my, or my friend? Jason Momoa. Oh, no. No. Well, you know what? Let me, let me, let me, let me I mean, feel it out. Listen, man. 
our experience with Kevin Smith taught us anything. Anything's possible? Anything's possible. I guess. If I can move at Mach 1 and leave a flashlight blur for, you know, 20 feet, uh-huh. anything's possible. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll reach out, but I wouldn't expect a result. I'm not expecting anything. Just, you know, hey. I mean, it's, you, it's, you wouldn't believe the people that go into this shop, by the way. It's, it's a cliched saying, but it's true. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Michael McKeon? Okay. That doesn't, that's... The guy who plays Jigsaw in the, in the Saw movies? Okay. Jason Momoa. Just three, top of my head, that I can name. All right. So, yeah. I'll right. see what I can do. All right, cool, yeah. Don't look for it. You get Jason Momoa on the show. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get right on that. <laughs> I see right. that conversation happening at a guitar shop. So, my buddy, uh, there's a podcast in Buffalo. You want to be, you want to be on a show? <laughs> like, who Buffalo, the New you? York. You know, it's not about DC or anything. Actually, they crap on DC. Yeah, yeah, lot. right, right. <laughs> Dumpster fire. You want to go on the show? <laughs> they like you, though. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> they think you're cool. Yeah. Well, kind of. We could talk to him about Baywatch. Was he in Baywatch? He was on Baywatch toward the end of its run. The show? Yes. Not the, not the new reboot? No. Wow. The that's show. A, that's a trivia bit right there. Yeah. Wow. So he's got a little Hoff in him. He rubbed up against the Hoff. <laughs> it's quite possible. They crossed paths. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's possible. And the Hoff crossed paths into Marvel, so it all comes full yes. circle. And Jason Moe also turned down a Marvel role. So... See? Which one did he turn He was supposed to be Drax, dude. Yeah. And then he said, no, I'm going to go over here. But to be fair, it looks like it's going to work out very well for him. Yeah. Everything I've heard about Aquaman is that it is quite enjoyable. I haven't heard that it's good, but I have heard that it's enjoyable. Yeah. I don't know how people come to these conclusions about things, but hey, I will... uh, Something can be enjoyable, not be good. True. True. Disastrous train... Disastrously fun train wrecks. Yep, fun for the whole family. Yep. All right. All right. So that's that's the uh, those are the emails that's we it? got. Okay. Um, news is very sparse this week. We're there's not a lot going on really yeah. right now. It's the holidays. People are just like, eh. get our shop on. You know. Yeah. I mean, there's not going to be any huge product announcements because no, it's the holidays. Yeah. It's not going to be any, like huge movie announcements because they're all out in theaters right now or will be in theaters within the next week or so. Well, there are rumors, Carl. There are rumors. The new hot one is that we are going to get Star Wars Episode Nine footage by Christmas. Ooh. So I know let's, that let's percolate on that for a moment. Kevin Smith was recently on Good Morning America. Okay. And he once again paid a visit to J.J. Abrams. Yes. For a couple days. Yes. Um, said that he saw a career-making performance. Didn't say from who. Obviously, he's got NDAs up the wazoo. I mean, everyone in that movie has a pretty good career, so that's saying... I'm not sure what that's saying, but... Yeah. So, um, here's the thing. Yeah. I love Kevin Smith. I do. I love the man. He's great. A lot of fun. But he loves everything too much. Everything. And you know what? That dude puts so much positivity into the world and that's, that's, that is a commendable thing. He's like the anti you. Yeah, sure, kind of. He, no, he like legit. Whereas, like, if we could just find a happy middle ground between him and you, nah, 
I like. I, I, I think I like, it's probably me. Maybe, possibly, but he he loses all objectivity when he gets into things that he loves. Yeah, because he just loves them so much that any any cracks in the facade he just yeah. doesn't he glosses over or doesn't or chooses to not acknowledge. So I'm pretty sure he liked episode one when it came out too. Like, so, you know, all, all the sins of of Batman v Superman were washed away by Parademon showing up. Yes, exactly. But hey, you know what? I'll I'll give him this one. Um, so let's but on this on episode nine note. What are you looking for here? What do you think's gonna? Well, you got some predictions. You got some ideas. You got some. You got, you got a want list. I mean, what's I your can, what's your hype level here? Okay, so as far as want list goes, the main thing that's on my want list is a big time jump. Um, I would like to see like a ten year time jump. Wow, that's a lot. Because right now the resistance is what. A, dozen people it's not a lot maybe like less than that it's it's not a lot yeah and we saw the scope of the first order in the last jedi yes i i have a hard time believing that there were less than a dozen people could take that down so completely and fully is to give a satisfying ending it's going to be an uphill fight. So I would like to see like a 10-year time jump. I would like to see the resistance rebuilt, reformed back up to like Rebel Alliance strength. Um, and I would like the movie to open. I know it's not going to because we know there's going to be footage in there of her. But I would, you know, if I had my way, I'd like to film to just open with Leia's funeral. All right. Just be like, you know what? Natural causes, what have you? Broken heart over losing her, her husband and brother so close together. Um, just, I don't want to see. I don't want to see that character die, and I don't want to see her represented poorly. I, I would bet the farm that you won't. Yeah, they're I mean, gonna, there's gonna there's enough her. established credit now. Yes, the the Disney Star Wars verse has the same level of credit, I would say, as the Disney Marvel verse. Wow. Yeah, because has there been a bad experience since they took it over? <laughs> have you gone into Have you gone into a movie and been like, oh, that was terrible? No, no, and I'll say that emphatically, and yeah. let the people who disagree come at me. I yeah. will. I will. Fight every one of you. I don't care. You hear that, Jay Oberg? Not, <laughs> not Joel Cimino. Um, even Solo, the much maligned Solo. I, I don't get why it was maligned. Like it gets, it gets a bad rap because it did make as much movie, as much as, money as most other movies not named Star Wars. It's a bad reason to not like a movie. Yeah. I, I, I had fun at Solo. Yeah. I came out of it that wish I I probably said here on the show I think I did I came out of it kind of going I would watch more adventures of young Han Solo yeah yeah I would watch more adventures of young Lando Calrissian yeah 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 totally so so there's that um yeah no dude there I know people want to you know have their hot Disney takes about Star Wars but to me they're doing just fine yeah um if you th- you know. <laughs> I, I love seeing the people that say things like, you know, Disney doesn't even have an overarching plan for these movies. They're just throwing them together as they go. 
<laughs> with no irony, with no sense yeah. of irony. Folks, do you know how the original Star Wars movies were made? <laughs> Listen, <Slap> every dash, <laughs> every <laughs> trilogy, every successful trilogy, and I can play fast and loose with the term successful here. The first one is always really, really good because the creators had so long to work on it. Right. Like, you know, the original Star Wars, the original Matrix. The original Matrix was so good because the Wachowskis had like 10 years to work on it, refined it, and and get it to the form it was going to be. Then the next two were just like the studios going, we need sequels now. Yes. You guys got to put something together now. Yes. So, in, in music, it's often uh, you could you could also almost point to the uh, sophomore slump, if you will, because a band has all that time before they get signed to refine their craft yep. and write the songs that get them on the on the map. Then the album hits and it's a success. Then it's like we need another one now. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> and it might not be as good. Yeah. You start with Appetite for Destruction, then you get Lies. Lies isn't bad, but it's no Appetite for Destruction. Nothing really is. So, no. yeah, exactly. Um, anyway. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Star Wars is one of the exceptions to that rule, and Godfather is one of the exceptions to that rule, because the second chapter is arguably the, the best the superior, one of yeah. the Yeah, yeah, totally. The series. Well... I don't know what to really expect because I Last Jedi. Well, I I mean I love it because it again it it was a Star Wars movie that felt like it was about stuff and yes. had things to say and I've said that here on the show. You can go back and find our, our our review of it. The only thing that is weird about it, and I said this as well, it had a real sense of finality, which is making me kind of like I'm I'm having a hard time mustering the excitement or the hype level for nine. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird feeling. Yeah, the finale was like, you know, the resistance flying away and the Falcon like, Well, we lost, but you know, we're together, we have each other and Yeah, it just it just there was a weird feeling of completeness, even though it was yeah. clearly not complete you know what I mean? Like the yeah, the bad guys did not were not defeated and whatnot. It was just but it but it still felt yeah. like an ending, which that's is why, strange. That's why I really want uh the time jump. Sure. You know, I want to see a fully uh, realized Jedi Ray or well, Force user Ray. Yeah. You know, I don't, I really don't, a lot of people are buzzing for a Ray Kylo romance. I don't want that at all. I'd rather have a, if there must be a romance, I'd rather be Ray and Poe because I love Poe. He's probably my favorite new character. Um, um But yeah, it's just like, I yeah, like, I didn't believe. Yeah. 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 Whatever. I, on time jump okay um i don't like really know it's so hard because last jedi is so by like you were mentioning so different and so by itself as a star wars film i don't know i actually i have a hard time thinking which film will be more anticipated last jedi before it came out or this last jedi i think and, I, it could be, and now because it's so divisive and i i hate that I hate that it is. I wish people could be a little more receptive, but that's fine. You know, everyone likes what they like. Um, but the hype level for it was so high. I feel like this one. Then again, the tra- one trailer could change all of that. Yeah. But I feel like the Star Wars fandom has kind of taken a. a it, they, it's beaten itself up. The camps have gone to war with each other. Yeah. 
and I think that that hype level is is going to be hard to match. And, and and you know we'll see how nine we'll see what happens. But I guess what I what I don't want I don't want JJ to swoop in and cave in to baby complaints about Last Jedi and like retcon them all. See, I, I don't, I don't want him happening. to come in and like go, okay, okay, Kylo was lying about Ray's parents. She's actually Luke's daughter. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want, you know, uh, I don't know, like the lessons that Luke taught Ray were bogus and now she's like a super powerful Jedi user and she can like, you know, like she's like Neo in the Matrix now because yeah. she's so, no, I don't, I, I don't want I that. don't see that happening only because everything... At least film-wise, everything that happens on screen in a Star Wars movie has to get okayed by Kathleen Kennedy. So everything that happened in The Last Jedi got okayed by Kathleen Kennedy. So I don't think that she's going to retcon it all. But she's also not immune from criticism either, I feel. like I mean, she's a smart businesswoman. I feel like if that vocal contingent is enough to dent the armor of Star Wars, would she... How would she react? I I doubt that it would because she they caught flack for Force Awakens being just kind of like a beat for beat remake of the original Star Wars. Yeah, and that didn't like change what they were gonna do. They did it a little differently, but it certain certainly wasn't because of that criticism. I think they got a course plotted out, and they're they're sticking to it. And you know, we we know that. That Mark Hamill is in this one, so in all likelihood there will be some Force Ghost. Sure, Luke. sure, sure. Um, and just like I, you know, people. God, sometimes I really miss the times before the internet, because um, people will just <laughs> like kidding, man. just go to war over this stuff, and it's. Yeah, if we're not mad about something... Like, I I have my stances, but I don't go out of my way to proclaim them to the world. He said on his podcast. (laughs) That goes out to the world. Fair point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. So, okay. So, yeah. I would love to see a teaser. I'm trying to think, like, how far... How far off the teaser to Force Awakens was? Because I remember that being pretty far off. Yeah, it was a while. So, well, in any case, Carol, the rumor is that we're going to get some by Christmas. So we'll see if cool. that pans out. We've heard rumors about trailers before that turned out to be bogus. Yeah, but that's that's what's out there right now. Be a nice little little Christmas present. All right. Uh, well, we got a uh, we got some video games popping up in comics proper. Yeah. So we have two instances of this happening. There's a whole nother spider Geddon verse thingy going on right now. Yeah. Once again, classic case of Marvel doing something fun the first time around and trying to milk that cow a second time. Conics, everybody. Be- before the teats are even dry from the first time. <laughs> um, so there's a whole nother multiverse Spider-Man event going on right now. And apparently the Spider-Man from... The PlayStation game is part of this and uh, going to be making appearance and becoming official Marvel canon. In his awful white spider suit. Oh, God, that white spider. If it was black, it would be it 100% would, it, less bad. It would help, but it's... It wouldn't be good. No. But it would still be 100% less bad. True. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Me am good with English. Yes, you we went over this. Um yeah. So that's that's weird. I mean I mean the game was a blockbuster, so that's that's good. Yeah. But like was it such a blockbuster that like Marvel Comics has to incorporate it? Like why? What do you it, like if someone played the game. Yeah. That person probably likes Spider Man. Right? Yeah. Anyone that likes Spider Man, are they gonna see the costume? And go, oh, now I'm going to start buying comics because of that costume that I played in the game. Like, know your audience. They already like Spider-Man. Listen, Marvel and DC, I would argue Marvel more so than DC, both generally don't like to do new stuff air quotes, new stuff, because that means if they do new stuff in the world we live in now, they have to pay creators. Yeah, I can't have that. Yeah, for their creation. And that's they have to pay creators for their creation for life. Um, so anytime they can get something that's, once again, air fingers quote, new, that they don't have to pay more for, but it's they're going to jump on it. Is it... It's Malibu Stacy's new hat, though. I know. Like, like, You're t- and, it's, I know. and it's a bad hat. I know. All right. Well, have fun with that, Gil. I, I, if you like that one, costume, you have terrible taste. But hey, good, like what you like, man. That's one bad hat, Harry. Yes. So. Not the, to be outdone. <laughs> well, no, because then they are. Speaking of the Marvel Spider-Man PlayStation, they announced the last DLC package for it. Oh, yeah, some yeah, new yeah, yeah, costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them is a super deep cut. The cyborg thing? The cyborg thing. Yeah. Because that was in less than one issue of the Spider-Man book that started in the 90s. Originally started out as the, uh, the Todd McFarlane book. Yes, yes. But that costume made an appearance in the Revenge of Sinister Six run, uh, story arc in which, like... You're taking the, me back a ways now. At the end of it was just this slobber knocker of a brawl between the Sinister Six and Spider-Man with the Hulk, the Fantastic Four, Deathlock... I think Sleepwalker, maybe Darkhawk. That's a real 90s lineup right there. It's, it was pretty, like, crazy. It's it's. I I would go back and read that anytime. It was a lot of fun. All right. Um, but, yeah, so that costume's in it. But the biggest uh, what the hey, Sony, is throughout there's easily over 20 spider-man costumes I think there's over 30 yeah in this game between the initial release and the downloadable <laughs> content um no black suit spider-man no symbiote spider-man well carl without getting into spoilers there's a story reason for that oh okay all right that's all i gotta tell me yeah i'm sure sequel yes exactly okay cool i why, will i why, will why pay Nineteen ninety nine for the DLC to get the black suit. We're gonna we're gonna make a new game, and you can show you can give us sixty dollars for it. From everything I've heard about this game, <coughs> it's well worth it. I look forward to playing it when I eventually uh, acquire it through either 
good old St. Nick or uh, my, my $50 gift card here. I will. I believe I will be acquiring it from my friend Jim. I'm swapping him Octopath Traveler for it. No, oh. he'll be getting a Switch for Christmas. Spoilers. Okay. Yeah. So um, there you go. Um, well, you know, yay. But you know, not to be outdone with the with but but by that costume, DC is getting in on the on the video game yes. fun too. Arguably the best comic book video game series. The Batman Arkham series. Yeah. Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight. Yeah. Uh, one of the villains from Arkham Knight was a character called the Arkham Knight. Yeah. K-N-I-G-H-T. Yeah. Looked like kind of a Iron Man-ish Batman type suit. Kind of, yeah. And in the upcoming Detective Comics 1000. 1000. 1000. Um, the character will be brought into the DC canon proper. Okay. Question. Yes. Spoilers for Arkham Knight three. Yeah. Arkham, Arkham Knight. Knight. Yeah. We're not counting Arkham Origins. Okay. Right. Yeah. Will he be Jason Todd in the comics as well? You know, I stopped reading Red Hood and the Outlaws. Apparently, he's not so Red Hood anymore. He's now just called Outlaw, or okay. some or something. I I don't know. He should still be in the grave, as far as I'm concerned. But but here we are. Yeah, it's 2018. Think times are weird. Yeah. Um. I I honestly couldn't say. I don't. I don't know. Okay. So let me ask you this: How do you feel as a comic book fan about non comic? book origin material ending up in the comics well approaching it specifically from like stuff coming from video games which is kind of what we're talking about here i think you have to there's always room for something that was created in another medium to be brought into comics proper okay probably the two best examples of this are phil colson who's and yeah harley quinn okay um see i would actually argue (laughs) i would argue against harley quinn at this point but well comparison to what she has become to what she started out yeah okay fair point she was brought into comics as she started yes um before they made her into dc deadpool (laughs) yeah anyway so i'm not going to discount the possibility of that happening that being said you got to make something really special. And I think mediums such as films, television shows, animated series lend more potential to a type of creation like that than video games do. Mm. Because in like film, television, animated series, whatnot, you're creating something specifically to fit a story that you're trying to tell. With video games, a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times, you're creating something to fit a mechanic. Yes. This is actually why a lot of video game movies stink. Yeah. And then you incorporate it into the story. Right. So, in these two particular cases, the Spider-Man suit and Arkham Knight, I don't think either one is really special enough to warrant being included in continuity proper. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to say it's something I hate or dread. Okay. All right. So, yeah. 
Cool. Just curious. Middle of the road duty. That's, that's what they call good, it. Good, good <laughs> on you. So, yeah. What about you? What do you... I mean, the, the, the comic purist in me doesn't like it. Like, like, for example, when Daredevil season one came out, right? Yeah. The, and he didn't get his red costume until... The last that episode. last episode. So he had the, that, the black get up on yep. for most of the season. At that time, what did the comics do? They relaunched the whole Marvel Now movement, whoever it was at yep. the time. Mm-hmm. And what did they do to Daredevil? They put him in a black costume. Yep. Because the show was on. That annoys me. Like, yep. stop it. Let the comic be the comic. Let it just... It, it, it's already a thing. You don't have to match the other thing. The, yeah. They're, they're riffing on you. You don't need to riff on it. It's riffing on you. Yep. But at the same time, that's the purest in me, but I can't deny that a lot of the mythology that we have for a lot of this stuff, not so much in Marvel's case, but definitely in DC's case, came from outside media. Yeah. Superman, for example, Kryptonite, um, Lex Luthor, flight, Lex Luthor. I, I, at the very, you know, I, I can't. I don't know the specific minutia, but a lot of Superman's, uh, what's what I'm looking for? A lot of his iconoclast, his canon. A lot of his stuff, you know, the stuff that comes along with Superman, came from the radio show yeah. and the Fleischer shorts mm-hmm. and things like that, like. And it got it, it. It just became so in, ingrained in public consciousness that the comics, yeah, incorporated it. And now no one bats an eye at any of that stuff. It's just that's mm-hmm. that's Superman. That's just who he is in the comics too. Likewise, Batman. You know, I'm sure there's something in like the radio serial or or something like that that uh, got absorbed. The '60s series wasn't there villains that that they brought in. Mister Freeze, for example, wasn't necessarily Mister Freeze in the comics until they put him on the show. He was Mister Freeze in the comics, and his his reinvention came primarily in the animated series. Oh well, like okay. up until the animated series, he was kind of a joke. Character. No, but even like the name Mr. Freeze, he wasn't Mr. Freeze prior to the 60s Adam West show. I would, I'd have to look it up. I think there's Pretty some sure aspect. Uh, there he was someone that. else, but he but wasn't yeah, named but Mr. No, Freeze. I, I, I see what you're saying, yeah. So, you know, that's just another thing that like, okay, eventually it got sucked into the public consciousness enough where the comics had to roll with it you yeah know? And, and like just where we are in culture at times influences comics like you know well yeah the stuff that you know marvel kind of set up as their environment during the late 60s early 70s uh you know the the hard travel and hero storyline from denny o'neill and and uh neil adams with green lantern green arrow tackled a lot of social issues so it's not you know they feed off one another, but comics tends to gain more out of that arrangement than the other way around. What's up? He was known as Mr. Zero when he was first created in 1959. He did not become Mr. Freeze until 1968. Alrighty. So, Batman 66 strikes again. In any case, um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting, uh, interesting to see video games kind of Distilling their way into comics. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what else we got in the news? Not much. Yeah. You uh, shall we? Shall we uh? We could, could talk more about the Godzilla trailer. Yeah, 
I'm awesome. good. I'm, I'm, I'm good there. Um, but is it is it is it, is it time, Kuro, to 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 shuffle? Um, it might be. Might be. I'm just kind of going over. There's nothing. Yeah. Let's face it. There's nothing. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Before, before we get to the, the shuffling and the rustling. Okay. You, <laughs> speaking oh, of, of outside things influencing comics and vice versa, did you happen to catch the trailer for the season finale of Titans with Bat Killer? Oh, yeah. Dude, I... I'm going to be honest with you. All the jugulars severed. I don't know in what universe that show takes place in or why they feel they have to do it that way, but um, that stinks out loud. Yeah. Uh, what I, I have a radical idea for for DC. This might shock you. Okay. And this goes across the board for their movies of late, as as we've seen. How about instead of trying to like forget everything we know about these characters and these are our our deconstructions of of their mythos, I got I have a really crazy idea. Why don't you just give us the idealized versions of these characters as we know them with all the love and gusto and multi-million dollar budgets we have at our disposal in the year of our Lord 2018? How about you do that? And then once people like love that, then maybe think about showing them alternatives and deconstructions and alternate universe versions to, to play with them. But you're leading off with those evil, destructive deconstructions. And that's a bad look. Because people really just want the versions they love. Except yeah. in higher death with more money thrown at them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, why couldn't you just make a live-action Titan show with the Titans that people like and love and know? You know? Yeah. Like we thought we were getting. Why'd you have to go straight for the Grimdark and the Killy Stabby Stab and whatnot? Meh. Well, Superman was off the screen forever. Superman Returns stunk, but that was no reason to jettison it all and make him into a jerk in the Man of Steel and Pa Kent and let the kids die, son. Yeah, I mean, Pa, pa Kent. Kent. You don't have to save anybody, Clark. What kind of lesson is this for this guy? <laughs> That's not Superman. How about we just give us the good one? Speaking of which, uh, fun fact, Superman the movie. Ah, uh, yeah. Turn forty on my birthday. Hey, came out on December fifteenth, forty years ago. Look at that! You're older than the movie. <laughs> the look I got right now. <laughs> I mean, it's close. Okay, it's an angry crinkle. It's not a shuffling so much as it is a uh, dismantling. I'm pretending it's your soul. Oh, Carl, I don't have a soul. Everybody's got a soul, Drew. Come on, Set Sim- house. It's, yeah, I was about to say, if Simpson saws anything, <laughs> he could sell your soul for five bucks. No, oh, wait, no, Bart. Bart, Bart, yeah, Bart sold. Two Millhouse. Where'd you get five bucks? I want five bucks. Yeah. It's, 
All right. Brings us to episode six of Daredevil season three, The Devil You Know. Drew, you know what? Let's just talk about the fight. Okay. Um, I just want to jump right to the fight. You just want to go to the fight. I just want to jump right to the fight. We could talk about some stuff after a fight, but I I want my dessert before the veggies. Wow. I mean, that's bold of you as a diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You're not wrong. That's how we got here, Carl. But sometimes you just got to look that blood sugar in the, in the vase. Throw caution to the wind. And just pop at the old middle finger. Who needs feet? So, Drew, the one thing we've been wanting to see since the very inception of the show is yes. a fight between Daredevil and Bullseye. And we get one. Kind of. I not mean... Bullseye proper, but well, proto-Bullseye. He's Bullseye. He's just wearing Matt's suit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, this fight was so good. So, just to set the scene, they are in the Daily Bulletin. The Not Daily Bugle. The Not Daily Bugle uh, room. Yes. And just as a as a quick aside, before we get to the fight, let's because we'll, we'll talk about the fight. Like, isn't it convenient that out of everyone that Bullseye kills in this scene, he lets Ellison live? <laughs> Or, or he doesn't. He doesn't outright kill him the way he probably would if he I wasn't was, a major character. I was worried that he did kill him when I first saw the episode. Yeah, I was like, you're gonna, you're gonna do him like that first. You, first, you kill Yurik, then you kill Yurik's replacement. <laughs> I was like, because I love that character, and I'm yeah. glad he's not dead. Uh, well, once they killed Ben Yurik, you needed someone in that kind of role in the yeah. show. So, but yeah, same. Okay, so um. Yeah, this fight we get. It's it's well. So... Here's the thing: we got the dabbling in the previous episode of like the, the scope of Bullseye's abilities. Like we, yeah. you know, they they you they gave you the impression you you could tell what he was capable of. Here you get to see him basically unleashed. Yeah, in he's action, like full on. He's Bullseye. Bullseye. Yes, I love the beginning of the fight. Oh, when they're basically just you know when when. When Bullseye throw, I'm just calling Bullseye. I'm not calling him Dex. When Bullseye throws the baton at Foggy, and Mac catches it, yeah. And from that point on, they just kind of circle each other. It's like lions, yeah, circling each other. And you know that when it starts, it's going to be hard and fast. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ask it right off the bat: Is this the best fight of the entire series? I mean, between two characters, yeah, probably. Because sure. I mean, because then you, I mean, hallway fight, stairwell fight, prison escape. We have, yeah, good fights, top ninja fights, right, right. But one on one, yeah, this is. I mean, this is it. Yeah. Well, then again, the last episode gave us gives us some some good stuff too. It does. You know, one fatal on, three way spoilers. But uh, hey, you know what? Just real quick, as an aside, you What's know what we haven't played in a while. What Luchador? Yeah. Luchador's great. We got, we, we, let's bring back to us. Bring, bring, back, bring to us. back to us. <laughs> anyway, back to this. Yeah. Sorry, I had to get that out there. It made me think of it. Um, Matt kind of gets gets handled here, though. Yeah, he. There are very few instances, and in when he get in which he gains the upper hand, and when he gains it, he doesn't have very long. No, he's 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 put on on the defense and on the run from Bullseye in this scene. Yeah. Like, he thinks he's being sneaky and, and going to get the drop on him, but Bullseye is right there with him, and 
it, yeah, it, it's dangerous. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about the throwing of the things. Oh, so many things. So here's okay. Here's here's the the caveat with bullseye. I I love bullseye. Anything is a weapon in bullseye's hands, and that's that's awesome. That's a, that's a cool you yeah. know character trait. But it, it's it's the kind of thing that like could only work in. Com- I mean, they make it work in the show, and, I, and as a fan, I'm all in. Yeah. But I could see they have a hard time with a pencil penetrating a desk. That's what I mean. Like there's certain the force he would have to like. He would have to throw things so hard that no one man could possibly do it to do that that kind of yeah. thing, like a pencil penetrating a wooden desk and things like that. Hey, look, I'm gonna let it slide. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's, yeah. it's bullseye. <laughs> but you know, yeah, in the real world, uh, in a, in a realistic show, it it does stretch credulity. He even clocks man at one point with the baseball. Yeah. That would now that would hurt. That yeah. could kill him. Yeah, it's just the and the technicality of how it was filmed. Most of it is one shot. Yeah, I gotta say again, this show is the crown jewel of these Netflix shows, and Daredevil's fight choreography is light years beyond like almost any other show I've ever seen on television. To be honest with you, like yeah. they they put in the work on this show. Yep. Shame we're not going to get more of it. Yeah. But at least we got this. Yes. Another odd, ob- another strange just observation that I have to put out there. Um, Bullseye, or the actor who plays him, looks really good in the Daredevil suit. Yeah. His, he's, he, it fits yeah, him really looks, well. He's got, yeah. he's got a good jawline. Just, yep. Good, good. I could almost buy him as Matt Murdock if Charlie Cox wasn't already there and perfect. Yeah. No, that's that's true. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. It was everything we wanted it to be. Okay, so that being aside, let's let's talk about the rest of the episode. Okay, Pro- probably the the next best thing about this episode is we get Fisk in the classic white. Yes, we he get, has a whole closet of it. Yeah, we get not a fully realized comic book Fisk. Need an ascot Good, for that. No ascot, no purple pinstripe pants. Yeah. Um, maybe someday. Yeah. But no, we don't want those things. You don't want those things. I really don't want those things. <laughs> um, he doesn't even have those things in the comics anymore. He's always just a suit. I'm trusting Denofrio to pull that off. But there, no. there is something just energizing to seeing that character in... Closer to his classic yes. comic book appearance. You know what's interesting about that? He gets closer to his comic book appearance, especially leading up to a big showdown with Daredevil. And ultimately, spoilers, we don't get to see Matt in his classic. We don't get that yeah. classic appearance in this season, really. We don't get classic Bullseye either. Spoilers. No. Um, interesting. Again, <sighs> I wish I could say that they were they, they they're saving that for another season, but again, we're yeah. not getting that. Yeah, that's setting in now, and it's bothering me. Um, yeah. so f- this is this this is the episode where Fisk they're, they're hanging all the artwork and the and all, you know yep. they're Fisk, he's furnishing Fisk gets his to decorate. So here's a, he's it, still technically a prisoner, but he's kind of held up his end of the deal. But here's but here's the thing. Here's what's bothering me. Well, here's here, he's a he's he's in custody. Yes. 
they're bringing him all this stuff. Well, and was, then he's got all this stuff, but they're still giving him like crap food and they're bringing it to him and stuff like that. Like what? We don't know the food was crap and knocked it away before. I mean, can I? I don't. Know. This is one one little things. Okay. The uh, the turning of Ben Poindexter in this episode, yeah, is really well done. Again, Fisk needling him in all the right ways. Yep. Excuse me. You're you're excused. Um, yeah. I mean, he he plays right into him, but again, he sees he sees something he can use in him. And it just yeah. so happens that... He sees a weapon that can be wielded. He absolutely sees a weapon, and it just so happens that this weapon is also, you know, very um, susceptible to wanting to be used. Yes. So, you Needs, know. Fisk is his new North Star. Yeah. So. Um, Karen... Karen gets kind of dark in this episode. Yeah. She just goes, like... Because when they find Jasper... Well... She's like, listen, you got two choices. Before, your life is ruined or your life is not great. Before we get to that, um, she she confesses to Foggy about the killing Wesley. Yes. And I got to say, once again, Foggy Nelson is the heart and soul of this show. Yes. Because he doesn't even like bat an eye. He basically accepts what she has done and remains level-headed about the whole thing. Foggy's a good dude. Yeah, I think in in as much as we've seen in previous episodes of uh, Poindexter needing to have his true north, Foggy is the true north for both Matt and Karen. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good observation. He's he's a good dude. Yeah, that relationship, that character on this show again, people have complained about. I've seen I've seen people like saying that he's milk toast, but like that's the point. He's a good dude. Keeps balance for all these broken people. He's yeah. the one that's not broken. He's the good one. Yep. Anyway, yes, yeah. Karen's hanging around heroin dens, dude. Like, you know, well, she's you trying don't to find Jasper. True. She's she's willing to go to extreme lengths to put Fisk back behind bars. Well, her life is in danger with him out. So yeah, obviously she she has she is motivated, as it were. Um, hey, Nadim finally gets a promotion. Yeah. Good for him. Only to find out that they may be being played. Yeah. Spoilers. You should have known that from the start. But hey, you know, money and whatnot. Yeah. You sap. I'm trying to think. His boss would have just gave him the raise. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Stupid. Yeah, man, I don't. I don't have a whole lot here. Um, yeah, it was this. Uh, the, the, the fight the was fight huge. Was just... uh, Karen makes some weird choices here, and uh, and and uh, Bullseye's a psychopath. So we see, you know, Fisk getting more fully restored in this episode. Here's a question for the end. What's up? Did Bullseye let Matt live? If so, why? You know, he kicks him in the head to knock him out. Um, See, I mean, look, it's, it's probably just one of those things that, like, you know, if you're scripting the show, that's got a that's gun a, in my room. That's a, just, right. If you're, you're feeding him, if you're writing this, it's convenient to just yeah. do that and have your setup that way. Oh, he gets knocked out and the fight's over. We don't see what happens. But in reality, if I knock this guy out and he's a challenge or he was a problem for me and I've already killed 47 people on the floor, 
I'm killing that guy while yeah. he's out while he's unconscious. Yeah. I'm just putting that out there. No, no, you're you're not wrong. And Matt Matt is looking in very rough shape. Right. By the end of this episode. He looks like an office pincushion. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a nitpick, but you know. Great episode. Great yeah. season. It was a great episode. Great, great season. Great. I miss that you know, I will miss this show. But we still get to talk about it for another six episodes. So yes. you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get all sappy on you. All right. That about does it. Just kind of a light episode Seven this episodes, week. Sorry. Light episode this week. Not a, not a whole lot going on. We're getting in the holiday seasons. We're both. Drew's dealing with a, a newborn who's not sleeping, and I'm dealing with a two-year-old who's not sleeping. So we're both just little little de-energized. This show. So our apologies, but we we I feel we still gave the people the good the good stuff they come for. Uh, but if you disagree with us, if you think this episode was garbage and you want to tell us about it, by all means do so. You can find us on Twitter. You can follow us at devil's do pod. You can go to facebook.com slash devil's do pod. You can email us at the devil's do pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the devil's do podcast.com. That being said, drew and closing thoughts. Have the readers voiced readers? <laughs> Have the listeners given us any indication on what they want the show to uh, do once we wrap up Daredevil season three? Not as of yet. Okay. All right. Well, then it's balls in our court. So, still, still thinking reboot. Yeah, what the? We'll see. We'll see about still, that. Yeah. You know, I'm proud of the Devil's Doom, proud of everything we've done. I think, you know, if something is coming to a natural ending and we still want to go on with it, then it's it's okay to let the to let the Devil's Do be a complete thing and then move on to something new. Something new and exciting. Just just checking in, that's all. We could just finally commit to just being grumpy old geeks. I'm way ahead of you, sir. <laughs> We've established that. <laughs> we'll get uh, get someone to take a picture of us on porches with uh, rocking chairs and <laughs> spittoons. And... Get off my lawn. <laughs> get off my lawn. All right, folks. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Court is adjourned.